You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Oh, 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 welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Santa Claus. Now your host, Tim Bridgewater, Stephen Nostelli. Thank you very much, Santa. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Geekly Dose. Um, which is, of course, your number one spot for all things geek that includes comics, games, movies, etc. I am one of your hosts, Tim Bridgewater. I'm an actor. I'm a screenwriter. You can uh, find me at Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 2. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tim Bridgewater 1. And of course, I'm joined my co-host and my assistant elf, Mr. Stephen Nocentelli. That's, r- yeah, that's right. I'm Stephen Nocentelli. I created the comic strip Real Super, which of course could have been read at real-super.com. You know, that's not becoming any less depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys for joining us. This is, of course, our 30th episode Christmas Geektacular episode. Uh, it just so happened to actually, like I said, coincide with our 30th episode. Um, wow, it's been 30 episodes. What do you guys think of that? Um, where does the time go? Uh, over there? I don't know. Yeah. I never know how to answer that question. I mean, it doesn't really feel, I don't know, like 30, it doesn't really feel like a lot, like sitting here, like it's not like, oh man, I remember yeah. back when we first started the podcast. <laughs> oh boy. I, I was that, only five years old. <laughs> I guess it hasn't really been that long when you think no. about it like that. But um, yeah, so we didn't get a chance to do a Halloween episode, so we actually will do a Christmas one. Mm-hmm. So Merry Christmas to everyone out there who celebrates Christmas. Otherwise, and if you don't celebrate you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, you should think Kwanzaa, about it. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy just, Holidays. Right, Happy Holidays in general. Uh, happy this is Festivus for, for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna try Malika to keep Likimaka. it somewhat holiday themed on this episode. Uh, so the first thing I'm gonna start off with is that we're gonna do a giveaway. Right. Oh, you mean Christmas presents? Exactly. So <laughs> it all ties in perfectly. If you want that extra gift this year, we're going to tell you how you can win a brand new video game from us. Okay, I just want to say that, uh, first of all, there's another podcast called 80s Revisited, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of our mm-hmm. our like brother-sister podcasts. Sure. And I was listening to the episode, and I like the idea that they had for their giveaway. They were asking their listeners to uh, suggest a new segment for them and as if you're one of our regular listeners you probably noticed that we have a habit of bypassing the comic review segment sometimes sure Uh, i think we've kind of decided that we're going to let that segment go you know it just kind of seemed like the weakest one while we enjoy talking about it it's kind of like you know if you don't if you haven't read the comic you know maybe it's kind of weird so if you if you disagree with that then by all means email us at Axing the comics before the preview review. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> you know something? No preview review has that is, started to become fun again. That's <laughs> the most popular segment uh, in the latest poll, which didn't yeah. exist and was polled by no one. Right. True. That's true. <laughs> you can't forget that poll. As far yeah. as you know, it's right. the most popular segment. That's all you need. Yeah. And course, it just happened to be the North Pole, too. It's Santa's favorite uh, thing that we do, so we can't upset him. <laughs> right. He'll give us all coal. Right. So we think we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and probably replace that with something else. Um, or we're going to cut it in general just to keep the runtime a little shorter. We're not. Certain yet, but we what we would like for you to do is if you have a, an idea for a new segment, let us know what that idea is. And if we like your idea and we choose your idea, 
then you will win a brand new copy of Need for Speed Most Wanted. Okay, and this is gonna be for any, whatever console you own, PC or, you know, Xbox, PS3, etc. So just email us at geeklydose at gmail.com for your suggestions on that. Mm -hmm. uh, don't post it on the Awesome Podcast Network page unless you want somebody to steal your idea. Okay? Like me, so. <laughs> even though I already own the game. <clears throat> So email your suggestions to us, and that's really, that's all you have to do. And if we pick your suggestion, not only will we do your idea on the show, but you but will we'll win do you game. on the show. No, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. This is the Christmas episode, man. <laughs> Sorry. Get jolly. <laughs> I love Christmas. Yeah, so if you'd like to win that brand new game, of course, we talked about it on here. Steven actually reviewed it. Yeah. Uh, Jesse and Steven both played it against each other. Mm -hmm. So you go back and listen to the past two or three episodes, you can hear more about it. And it was, it's actually a really good game. So you'd be winning something pretty good there, which is a little better than our last giveaway, I admit, okay? No one wanted Spider-Man 3, okay? Oh. This, is, this, is a much, <laughs> this is a much better giveaway, and it'll be really easy to win. So you want to enter this, trust me. doesn't matter where you are. What country, whatever, we'll get it to you. Mm -hmm. All right? Deal. Now, I'm going to talk about um, the rest of the show at this point and keeping in with the sort of Christmas holiday theme. I know at the last, the end of the last episode, I said that I wasn't going to review a Christmas film because that would be lame. Mm -hmm. However, mm. that was before I remembered and realized that one of my favorite Christmas films of all time is on Netflix. So... I watched it, and I'm going to have to talk about it. It's uh -oh. going to be a film called Santa Claus of the Movie. Oh. Uh, so if you remember that. Not Santa versus the Martians. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Not the Santa Claus. No, just Santa Claus. Right. The uh, movie. Right. 1985 Dot film. Dot uh, <laughs> biz. It was on, uh, it's on Netflix now, so I watched it. Santa's giving me the biz. <laughs> Dot biz. Dot biz. So I'm going to be talking about that. And then, of course, we're going to go into preview review, which is a segment where our producer, Jesse, is going to uh, tell us a little bit about a trailer that we haven't seen before. And then he's going to play that trailer. Mm -hmm. But before he does that, Stephen and I are going to make our thoughts and predictions on whether we think that it's going to be a teaser pleaser or a trailer failure. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, uh, I'm going to hand it over to Stephen where he's going to have a game review. Right? That's right. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Animal Crossing. That's it. It's a Nintendo game. Yeah. What does it have to do with Christmas? It's, it's you know, it's <laughs> are got rain, seasonal Are there reindeer stuff. in the game? There, Christmas happens. <laughs> it's happening right now if you're playing Animal Crossing. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find some kind of way to tie it in there. <laughs> but before that, of course, I'm going to count down my top five yes. favorite uh, TV Christmas specials. Yeah, we're going to kind of do that uh, where the comic review would normally be at. So yes. we'll kind of, after we catch up a little bit, then he'll go into that. And uh, you will, we'll have some more Christmas stuff for you. It's going to be And very then Christmas we're going to go into the wrap up. Get it? Oh, no. wrapping gifts. We're going to uh, wrap up oh. the episode. I didn't even get that. I, into yeah, a I literally just came up with that. Of podcast love. <laughs> <laughs> and deliver it right to your yeah, ears. Yeah, which is where, of course, we talk about um, the next show and all those things. And, mm -hmm. you know, we go ahead and say our final goodbyes before, before Christmas dying. I do, I do want to note. Uh, oh, the world didn't end. We That's are important. we are recording the episode on the last day of, of the planet existing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So maybe no one will actually hear this. No, I think mm. we still have until midnight, right? 
just to be I sure. I don't know. The time changes. <laughs> it's a magical thing. Yeah, a magical like, thing. apparently it was midnight last night, and then somebody said, well, no, it's actually like 5, 11 in the morning, but then someone said, no, it's actually 11, 11, and I'm like, Look, the up, day right? isn't over. Shut That's up, what man. I was saying. That's all we know. And Everyone was mind, like celebrating on Facebook at midnight so, saying, we're still here, and I'm like, do. they just said the 21st. Yeah. They didn't say you don't know. Look, specific time. Maybe the world will start to end today, but it's like like it takes 10 years for the world to end, and we just won't notice it right away. In New Zealand right now, it's already tomorrow. So. That's right. But do you know for a fact right now, sitting where you are, that they're also alive? That's true. It nah. could just be a big line, like just a solar flare, like in that movie just Knowing, just wiping yeah. out the world. The, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Well, that's depressing. All right, let's move on back to the cheery holiday goodness of the Christmas episode. Yay. And uh, I want to start off by talking about uh, kind of a little early Christmas gift we got. Uh, if you listen to previous episodes, we've talked a little bit about film. Of course, uh, we were filmmakers also. Jesse has a little company called Sedgley Films. Uh, it's a big we make company. these movies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a huge Medium company. Medium sized. <laughs> Millions of dollars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey man, y'all sitting in new chairs with new we headphones are. on. The studio, Come on. the studio is a been, million dollar operation. He just doesn't spend that much. <laughs> right. Ever. Right. That's accurate. But, but um, there's a film. It's a, a, a dramatic crime musical called The Pursuit of Red X. Uh, I'm actually, I act in it. I also did a little editing. Jesse wrote, directed, uh, filmed it, wrote all the music, etc. Uh, Steven was moral bit. support on that one. I was. Uh, <laughs> moral support slash never asked to be in a participant. Oh, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. If Jody and Anne Marie ended up in there, I'm pretty sure you could have been in there. Yeah, maybe. Buster. Buster. Point. Now that you guys know Buster who those Keaton. people are. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, it also involves Daniel and Trey from 80s Revisited. So it's kind of like. You know, it's, it's a big family thing. Right. Big family. family but mm-hmm. uh, the point is, is that we submitted to... The point is, I'm the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, left out in the ring. No. We, no, uh, no. we submitted to a film festival this year. Uh, yep. The same one that our film Lights won an award at last year. Uh, and we got word that The Pursuit of Red X was accepted into this year's festival. Excellent. Yay. They kind of made us sweat a little bit. I'm not going to lie about that. But we got the news. It's pretty exciting. You know, I feel like it's going to be a good Christmas now, now that I have that. So we're looking forward to, to going and to the screening and just being a part of the festival and talking about the film and all that. If you would like to find out more about the film, mm-hmm. uh, you can, once again, it's called The Pursuit of Red X. Uh, you can look that up on Facebook as well as YouTube, Sedgley Films, S-E-I-D-U-L-E Films. The trailer is out now. Sure. Yeah, trailer's out, so you want to check that out and uh, show us a little support on that. Yeah. We would appreciate that very much. Retweet it to your friends. Please do. Please do. Is there anything going on with you lately? Yeah, so. well, as we all know in the last episode, uh, I talked about how I had a brand new iPhone, but I also talked about how I'd only had it for like less than a day and never really had a chance to mm-hmm. test out the new features. And of course, coming off of owning a, a Windows phone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how how different everything's going to be. And I have to say, uh, doing what I do with my phone, I, I very easily uh, kind of went back into using all of the same... I mean, it's they all do the same thing, really. I mean, you know, like, same apps that I used to use, I still use them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still texting people. Nothing really changed. It's true. Wow, really? I could see that. It's not that different? I mean, not really. It's touchscreen interface... You know, mm. Twitter works the same way as it always did. Yeah. Wow. 
I mean, yeah, there's a couple apps that, you know, that I have that weren't available before on the Windows phone. But, I mean, Wikipedia still looks the same when I'm on it on my browser. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't see the big deal. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I can't, I couldn't explain what the big deal here is either because I haven't had the other phones. Sure. So, yep. I can't really compare them. Uh, I, you know, iPhone is mostly just, it's just the more popular phone. I know. I guess and I will say... Coming off of this, I've decided, I know I mentioned it in the last episode, but I have officially decided uh, that the next time I get a phone, which I guess will be two years from now, when my contract is renewing, I'll go for the Android, just so I could try them all out and mm-hmm. see which one I actually prefer. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have any like loyalty to any of these companies, so I'll try them all out. Why don't you try the Cyborg instead? The Cyborg? Mm-hmm. Okay, what about the Mandroid? Yeah. What the heck is that? Uh, it's like an android, but he's a man. He's like half man, half android. <laughs> <laughs> he's half man, half android, which is already, so that, that which is already like, half man, half robot. Right. So he's so like that's weird. He's like <laughs> it's like seventy five percent man, then yeah, and twenty five percent robot. Wow, it's just like a prosthetic that's, arm. It's <laughs> a completely new science fictional type of character you've created. There. That's right. That's right. <laughs> The, ma- the what, mandroid. The, the, I think it was a mandroid. What is the woman version called? Uh, the woman android. I sorry, I asked. I should yeah. have known that. Is well, it's not a first fembot. appeared in no, Avengers number ninety four. Oh, mandroid. Hey, mandroid. mandroid armor. Of course, mandroid I only know it would from, be a thing. Uh, yeah, I know it from Heroclix. It's a pretty good piece. It's only twenty seven points. That's telekinesis. Pretty good. Huh. Okay. <laughs> that was interesting. Well, anyone out there listening, and any of that made sense to you? Also, <laughs> it was the Chris Hardwick comedy special, Mandroid. Oh. Sweet. Came out like a month ago. Right. Maybe Sweet. For all you nerdists out there. <laughs> okay, well, uh, moving right along, talking about, you know, good news with the film and everything. Actually, it was weird because I, I didn't really remember doing this, but apparently mm-hmm. at some point I entered a drawing mm-hmm. to win, like, gift cards to, there's a a shopping center in Baton Rouge called Perkins Row. Sure. There's a theater down there, a bunch of really, it's, it's sort of the upscale uh, part of town there. Would you say that you won a major award? Yes, my <laughs> major award, <laughs> i.e. Christmas story, right? Uh, yeah, so I entered a drawing online, and, and, and after I thought about it, I did remember doing that, and I won. So I won $150 worth of gift cards to this shopping center. And the beautiful thing about it is that I get to choose where I want my gift cards to be and how much per store. So it was kind of fun just kind of like I just went to the website and decided, okay, let me first of all see what stores they have because I want to see everything. Was it all the stores in the shopping center? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd have put it on Not even just just stores, you know what I mean? The restaurants. Movie theater. uh, The theater, everything. So Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember offhand what I did, but... I did do like most of it at the theater. I yeah. think I did like fifty at the theater, and then like twenty five everywhere else. Fifty? That's like three like that. whole movies you could watch. <laughs> really? Wow! Damn, they're they're in are 3D. they that expensive now? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like five, but maybe not. Two is depends popcorn. on what time of day I go. Yeah, that's what I'll probably do. Is I'll it probably make on... them all in the daytime so I can just you gotta, get as you got to see a matinee mm-hmm. uh, that's not in three D. You can't right. get concessions. Um, in mm-hmm. fact, it'll help if you just uh, don't actually watch the movie at all. Just close your eyes. <laughs> Only pay for the audio. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that now. You can probably see like 10 movies that way. They have seats behind the screen. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that was cool. You know, it's always nice to get something free and win something for Christmas. And, you know, if you want to win something, send us your suggestion for a new segment for us. And maybe we can, you know, give you a little something extra for Christmas this year as well. You know, because we got the hookup. I'll I'll hear me. me. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, at this point, uh, I'm interested to hear about this this uh, this this Christmas special countdown, countdown you have going. Number f- okay, yeah, so uh, well, okay, so basically, uh, the other day I was trying to figure out something Christmassy I could do for the show, and I I personally love Christmas. I love the season. Uh, I love getting presents. Let's not lie. Uh, and I love watching Christmas specials on TV. So I figured I would count down my top five favorite Christmas specials. On TV, obviously there is a, a caveat here. Two of them. Uh, these are not Christmas movies. These are Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, to make things interesting, I am not including Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Charlie Brown Christmas Special. Because well, you, you hate them? One. Well, no, I love those, but I don't know. Because <laughs> those are the obvious Those ones? are so obvious. It would mm-hmm. be like, if I did that, like, that would be half of my list. It would be like, oh, well, you. you know, nothing new. I've seen those. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So I racked my brain and I came Mom, up with, blow our minds. with five it. Christmas specials that I feel like should be watched every year around this time. Sure. You can watch them in April if you want. I'm sure they're online. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be crazy. That's right. So we're, st- we're going to count down from number five to number one, my favorite. Uh, so starting at number five, we've got Rugrats, The Santa Experience, ah. which of course first premiered on Nickelodeon back in 1992. Mm-hmm. Now, for anyone that's, I guess, around our age, uh, they know who the Rugrats are. Of course. Uh, they loved the show. And I'm sure they remember this episode in which Angelica tricks Phil and Lil out of uh, two of their favorite toys. Meanwhile, Chucky is afraid of Santa Claus. And in order to make him feel better about it, Chaz convinces the whole bunch to go spend the night in a cabin in the woods uh, and have a good old-fashioned Christmas. Yay! I mean, it's just it's classic Rugrats. I miss that show so much. It's classic I know it's uh, Christmas Netflix. hijinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got uh, you've got Chucky's father Chaz dressing up as Santa and getting stuck in the chimney. You've got mm-hmm. the Rugrats setting booby traps at the doors for when Santa does show up. I mean, of course, Angelica's being a bitch. Like, what was what was yeah, her as problem? Always, <laughs> as always, always. She's the oldest, so you know she had to pick on everyone. Yeah, I can never understand like. There's always Angelica presents the weird, uh, like you don't understand how she can understand both adults and children, like mm-hmm. in her communication skills. Like, where's the cutoff point <laughs> to where she knows what the Rugrats are saying, the babies, but the babies can't communicate with the adults? Like, does she like when she, she hits perfect age. when she hits five years old? Does her like mind wipe and she just doesn't remember how to communicate with babies? Anymore? Sure, I can never understand what the <laughs> point. And then, of course, they only confused it later when Dill came along because he baby was Dill. yeah he was like a, a regular baby that no one could even understand, not even the other babies. Voiced by Harlequin. Wow, well, really? If you knew that, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a little bit too bad. I didn't know that either. Hmm. All right, well, that's my number five pick. Everybody go out there and find the Santa Experience available. I'm pretty sure they have DVDs. Uh, I could not find it on Netflix, unfortunately. But I know you can rent it off of iTunes. So if you get a chance, then maybe a couple bucks. Go check out Rugrats The Santa Experience. My number four pick 
is... Number four. Yeah, that's right. Santa Claus is coming to town. This is the 1970 Rankin and Bass produced stop motion uh, film, which kind of chronicles the origins of Santa Claus, starting when he's just a baby, all up to him uh, becoming Santa proper and having like magic powers and shit. Hmm. Yes, very much. Uh, of course, Santa Rankin and Bass, uh, very popular in the 60s and 70s for producing stop-motion shorts, uh, you know, with such characters like Rudolph, the Heat Miser and the Code Miser, uh, The Year Without Santa Claus, Rudolph Shiny New Year. I mean, they did a lot of these things. Uh, but this is my personal favorite Rankin and Bass. It's actually available in its entirety on YouTube, apparently. And I also know every year on ABC Family, they show... Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't think I've ever actually seen this. The basic premise of this movie is uh, Santa is a orphaned infant who shows up on the uh, doorstop of the uh, Burgermeister Meisterburger. And he's basically, uh, I don't know, a dictator? <laughs> he's like <laughs> a, a weird Russian stereotype, uh, <laughs> Stalin-type character who rules over this town and keeps them miserable all throughout uh, the year. And he's... The Santa winds up on the Burgermeister steps, but he's quickly whisked away into the Kringle family, which is a family of elves, and they raise him, and he learns to make toys, and, you know, he delivers them to the kids, and he gets in trouble with the Burgermeister, and he's thrown in jail, and they have to fight, like, a wizard at some point. I don't know. It's fantastic. And one thing I really love about it is, like... I don't know, it's it's kind of serious for some reason. Like, you know, they, they very much take the story seriously and they, they, they tackle very interesting things in the movie. And, and so the, for that reason, this is my favorite uh, stop-motion Rankin and Bass-produced Christmas special. Which, of course, like I said, is available on YouTube. All you gotta do is type in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. 1970, and, yeah. or else you'll get a bunch of music. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, it's, they have the song. Mm -hmm. It is a song uh, that it's based off of, I guess. But uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend. Now, you said you've never seen this. Yeah, movie. it's weird. I mean, I, I, just looking at these clips, uh, I remember seeing pieces of it, but I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched the entire thing. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Well, maybe you should. And I never will. No, I'm just kidding. No! I'll, I'll look it up. You've got to watch all of these. I need a new laptop. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor <laughs> Jesse. You hear that, Santa Claus? If you're real. Listen to this audio. <laughs> Bring Jesse a new laptop. They brought the little oh, that's garbage. Oh, yeah. That's some bullshit. That's, that's not good. <laughs> all right, continue. All right, moving on to our... Bring back on the Charlie Brown. Number three uh, Christmas special pick. It is the 1994 Flintstones Christmas Carol. How have I not seen any of these? <laughs> I don't know, because you're a loser? I don't <laughs> okay, I guess. That I mean, I've literally watched The Flintstones Christmas Carol every year for like the past six years. I'm one for three so far. <laughs> okay, so the basic premise of The Flintstones Christmas Carol is that the uh, Flintstones characters are putting on a stage production of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol story. Mm -hmm. So half of the movie is uh, Fred's antics uh, backstage trying to get last-minute Christmas presents for his family. And the other half of the movie is them uh, recreating the Christmas Carol story 
Uh, and they do a pretty good job of it. And of course, there's also a subplot where there's a weird flu going around, and so half of the people working on the production get sick, and they have other people stand in, and there's a lot of confusion. And uh, it's just a really fun uh, representation of the Christmas Carol story. I really okay. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I've never seen that one, but that was, that's a very popular thing to... For a lot of these shows and cartoons, they kind of do their own version of Christmas Carol. Yes. Uh, I'd imagine the Flintstones one would be pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's actually very good. And of course, if you want to check it out, uh, all of I will mention everything that I am saying uh, will come on TV at some point uh, sure. during the Christmas season. But if you just can't wait, you can actually go, I believe, on YouTube and rent a viewing of the Flintstones Christmas Carol for a dollar ninety nine. Which I suppose Man, isn't so bad. It's too much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's only two bucks. Come on. And you get a really good... Plus I don't know tax. If you, do you rent it or do you only... Do you own it or do you only rent it? You rent it for okay. that much. Because I've never actually rent. paid for something on YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, not. I've rented and I've purchased on Amazon and on iTunes, but on YouTube? Eh. Yeah, I've never done that either. I mean, I knew you could, but I've never done yeah. it. Well, maybe Red X will be on there one day and people can buy it. There you go. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Or if you just want to check out uh, Fred Flintstone as Ebenezer Scrooge, sure. two bucks will get you a rental. Can't imagine anyone else playing the part. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. He, well, it's the main character, and he's the main character. <laughs> right. You kind of see that coming. Sure. All right, moving on to my number two. This one number was... Number two. This one's kind of obvious. It's probably the only one on the list that's really obvious, but at the same time, it's just so good. Uh, but I'm talking about How the Grinch Stole Christmas... Which is uh, the Chuck Jones uh, version that came out in 1966, obviously based off of the book that Dr. Seuss created back in 1957. With Jim Carrey. 0 for 4. I'm just kidding. No. Well, the Jim Carrey version came out in 2000, but that's not the one I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about the animated. Now, this is on my list for a couple of reasons. First of all, this is actually one of my favorite cartoons produced. And Chuck Jones, who uh, did all of the animation on it, is hands down my favorite cartoonist. Period. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to pick uh, one animation style, one cartoonist. If I mean, it's a shame that he's not around uh, anymore because I would love to meet the guy. I mean, Chuck Jones. He's just in my mind, he's brilliant. He's just a genius. And I mean, he's Chuck Jones. He's yeah. of course he's super famous for doing stuff with Tom and Jerry, doing stuff with the Looney Tunes characters, and here he is doing. Probably the mo- one of the most memorable and one of the most famous Christmas specials, period. Uh, obviously, the story is of the Grinch who lives on a little mountain overlooking Who Town. Uh, he hates Christmas. The Who's love Christmas. And so, or Whovians? I don't the know what The battle begins. And so he decides he's going to go down there and steal Christmas away from them, taking all of their presents, all of their Christmas trees. He's going to take all of their their who wompers and who wonkers. He takes the whole feast, even the roast beast, because he's a bastard. <laughs> but he has a change of heart when he meets a little girl and decides to return all of their presents at the last moment. Uh, his heart grows three sizes that day, and everybody loves him by the end. I mean, it's, it's your classic... Yeah, it's you your know. it's your classic. Uh, it's a Christmas Carol all over again. Yes, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. From Scrooge to lovable, right? You know, hero almost. And I mean, there's just something about like, like I said, Chuck Jones's style. You know, some of the the way he 
shows the expressions on the Grinch and even on the dog. Like, it's just, it's brilliant. I love How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I know this won't be up today, obviously. I don't know when this podcast goes up. But as of this recording, it's actually going to come on Cartoon Network tomorrow, and I'm going to be watching it then. Uh, obviously, it comes on every year around this time. You can buy it uh, on DVD. I'm sure you could rent it on iTunes and on uh, Amazon. It is not, for some reason, available on Netflix. Neither is the Jim Carrey version. Have you seen that one? No, not the entirety. You never, you've never seen the Jim Carrey one? No. Okay. I, I want to, though. Just curious to see how you felt it held up to this. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this is just, uh, it's just a classic. Right. Like, it really is. Moving on, though, to my number one all-time favorite Christmas special. It is the 1987 A Muppet Family Christmas. Ah, yes. Yay. I will say the entire thing is available on YouTube. Uh, It doesn't come on TV generally, uh, but you can actually catch the entire... It's only like 45 minutes. Brilliant. The basic premise is that the Muppets have all decided to go to Fozzie's uh, mom's house for the winter. She, of course, didn't know they were coming and had already rented the cabin out to someone else. And the Muppets, <laughs> of course, crash the party. And what you have here is, first of all, the Muppets singing a lot of really good Christmas carols. Uh-huh. Uh, but second of all, you get almost a celebration of all things Muppet and all things Jim Henson. Because you have the Muppets getting together. It's not a Christmas special where it's all about Santa or where it's all about, like, religion stuff. It is literally just they get together uh, for a family Christmas and just have a party. Like, that is it. That, and that's all you really need. You see how fun everything is for them. You know, they have, they have their trouble times when Miss Piggy uh, gets left behind in the blizzard and she has to make her way to the cabin. But what truly stands out about the Muppet Family Christmas and why I say it's a celebration of all things Muppet and Jim Henson is because not only do the Muppets celebrate Christmas, but the entire Sesame Street gang shows up and we even get a visit from the Fraggles from Fraggle Rock. Wow. Wow. All in one Christmas special. That doesn't happen too in often. less than an hour. That's right. Sharing the love and joy of the season, singing Christmas carols, having goofy adventures. Why not? And to top it all off, at the very end, we even get a surprising live action visit from Jim Henson himself. Hmm. Hell of a way to end it. That's right. Top it off. By far my favorite Christmas special of all time. He's mauled by puppets. Can't get enough. <laughs> Can't get enough of a Muppet Family Christmas. And I highly recommend everyone out there to go to YouTube and check out the entire movie before somebody gets a whiff of it and removes it. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe awesome. too late. <laughs> yeah, it may be too late. It's great. Uh, I was one for five on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I'm forgetting... Seeing one of the others, I have seen uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Of course, most people uh, have. But that's awesome. Yeah, I really wanted to do this list of movies that maybe you haven't seen, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is, of course, why I left out obvious ones like Rudolph and Charlie Brown. Right. Uh, and I really hope, I mean, none of these are like, like I said, they're Christmas specials, not movies. Most of them range, they, don't, they range from like 30 minutes to 45 or an hour. I mm-hmm. mean, go out there and watch them. Uh, and made I re- for TV. Yeah, they're made yeah. for TV and they'll, they'll put you in the spirit. Good. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny how I, I haven't really been in the spirit as much. Mm-hmm. I, I feel haven't. like uh, 
I feel like as you get older, that you reach a certain age, and then it kind of becomes a little less each yeah. year. And I'm kind of getting up there, so it's kind of weird. But you're saying how that will kind of get you in the spirit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that kind of ties in with my movie review, the movie Santa Claus the Movie. When I watched it, I actually watched it today. It got me back in the spirit a little bit. There you go. And it's mm-hmm. funny how these these films do that kind of stuff, you know? And that's the whole point of them. Yeah. It's to kind of get you back in that holiday think, mood and make you feel good. I think one of the things about uh, Christmas movies and specials, I mean, you'll notice most of these are, like, animated or they have puppets or, you know, whatever. There's magic involved. And I think a lot of it is, like, just bringing you back to that, like, childhood place. Exactly. Where Christmas was, like, so awesome and, mm-hmm. and there was so much magic about it. Yeah, there's there's just something about yeah Christmas specials on TV. I remember that time when it was. Uh, did did you guys have the? And I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if it was just my family, mm-hmm. but there was the whole thing about if you weren't in bed at a certain time, of course, either Santa would a pass your house up, or b kill your parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, Santa! And then you Close. vow revenge. <laughs> and then you train for 18 years and you finally yeah. battle Santa at the North Pole. Finally. Buff and stuff. <laughs> we beat each other again. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, oh right. Uh, that he would throw pepper in your eyes. What? I don't know what? <laughs> yeah, what? I don't... Are you saying Santa would mace people? I yeah. I mean, that's... that's. I don't know. It must you would have hope been he like... would just pass up your house then. I'm not sure where that came from. I will but... say... That uh, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> I did have an interesting uh, condiment-related uh, Halloween uh, tradition. Anybody uh, from New Orleans, maybe they know about the Loot Guru, which is our, our local New Orleans werewolf. But apparently if you throw salt at them, it'll make them go away. But I don't know if that's Snail. at all related to <laughs> wow, that's Santa's it, huh? aversion to pepper. Huh. Yeah. That's that's crazy. He's like, since you're here throwing pepper at me, why don't you just drop off some presents? I mean, yeah, I was hoping no. you were going to pass up the house. He's <laughs> like, I'm, not, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to go in just to fuck with the kid. I, I think my parents just wanted us, they just wanted us to go to bed. Go to bed or Santa will pepper spray you. Santa's defense like mechanism. <laughs> he sprays pepper out of his armpits. If he's noticed, he's like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> what is that, Santa? Uh, magic dust? No, it's, it's, it's pepper. pepper. He's like the little dinosaur from uh, Jurassic Park. You know, I'm not he just the same, ah, man. freaks out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it spits in your and eyes. Spits pepper in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, that's why no one fucks Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that was, of course, I was really young when I first saw Santa Claus the movie. Did you, you guys know what film I'm talking about? I've never I have seen. No I don't idea think I've seen this about. before. It, it's one of the less popular. Uh, you know, holiday Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starred Dudley Moore. You're he played, that he up. played an elf. Uh, he was probably the most. <laughs> he was probably the most <laughs> famous person in it. Uh, I believe the film came out in 1985. Uh, it was produced by like the same fa- father and son team that produced all the Superman films, oh. and it came after the fact. Uh, I believe it was something like, the, you know, Superman 3 came out, was a huge disappointment, and they wanted to try to find something else, some other type of really iconic American Character figure to, to adapt, right? What not? <laughs> so they went for Santa Claus. <laughs> but I have to say that growing up, it was one of my favorite films mm-hmm. because there were just specific things I remembered about it, like uh, the, the workshop. Like Santa's workshop is very colorful and wooden and all these cogs and pieces and levers and stuff. And it was just 
that image was just always stuck with me because I'm, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, wow, like if Santa's workshop really looks like that, that'd be pretty awesome. You was know? this a, like a musical movie? No, no, it's a straightforward, uh, you know, well, let me tell you what it's about. Okay. Uh, first of all, the first hour of the film pretty much establishes Santa Claus. Like you kind of see how he becomes Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically a guy who lives in a village and, you know, centuries ago. And uh, he's he's just, he's an old man, and he and his wife don't have any kids, so they're kind of sad about that. But he loves children, so he brings them presents, you know, through the snow and the blizzard and all that kind of stuff. And because of that, they're leaving they're leaving the uh, one of the villages, and they get caught up in this blizzard. And instead of them, you know, dying or whatever, the legendary elves come out and decide that he's worthy of being the new Santa Claus, the new king of the elves. Hmm. Basically, so they take him on to the North Pole and everything. Is this based on anything? the ropes. Well, it's... Oh, they just see him and like, yeah, he looks the part. <laughs> <laughs> like... No, it's like uh, they, the the elves were just they do kind a of... blood test. <laughs> they watch. <laughs> it's like they watch people to see if, if anyone's worthy of it. If they're bad or good. Yeah. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that, that this movie sake. does well is it kind of explains where a lot of that stuff comes from, mm-hmm. like it. It shows him like the first time he actually mentions the whole thing about being bad or good, because this little girl writes a letter saying how bad her brother is and how he does this kind of stuff, and they're like, "Well, we can't give him presents, right?" So then they come up with the whole, you know, if let's see if they're naughty or nice, right? Yeah. So it, it's kind of like the origin of Santa Claus in a lot of ways, but what <laughs> it or starts off strange. like that. But then it kind of shifts later on because it also they, they come to present day for a while. It's just really watching Santa Claus throughout the ages and establishing him. But then it switches over to present day. And one of his elves played by Dudley Moore uh, is sort of the smartest elf. He's he's like a very uh, what I'm looking for here. Uh, I don't know. He, he's just kind of a, a genius elf and his ideas are better than everyone else's. But for some reason, you know, some of the toys that he makes starts to fall apart. So he kind of <laughs> gets... start to <laughs> attack the children. <laughs> he starts to... Um, Your toys are deadly. He gets kind of depressed. And he, he leaves the North Pole. And somehow he ends up in New York. I don't know why, but of course, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he, he kind of... Uh, he starts to work with this shysty entrepreneur business guy played by John Lithgow, who's also a toy maker. Okay. But he makes like these really dangerous toys and stuff like that. So he basically wants to prove himself to Santa. So he works with John Lithgow's character to try and, you know, just get Santa's attention back. That's kind of where the problem with the film comes in at because it kind of shifts tones all of a sudden. You know, it kind of starts off as this epic origin of Santa Claus and it's really interesting but then it kind of shifts to this uh, all of a sudden there's an antagonist and it's like whoa I thought this was a Christmas film you know what I mean like it's it's kind of a weird shift but it's still one of my mo- my favorite movies because as a kid that was kind of like the quintessential Santa Claus like I love the way Santa Claus is portrayed in this film like the guy that p- plays him is pretty good at it and one of the coolest things about it is that once the elf comes to the present uh, like I said, he he wants to make something to get Santa's attention, so he kind of joins forces with John Lithgow's character, and he creates this candy that makes people fly. <laughs> so, 
when the, and, and as a kid, you know, you're like, I want that candy. Right. I mean, <laughs> is there anything better than candy and flight? I don't know if there is. You combine them together. That was their thoughts when they were writing it. Right. That's going to be something <laughs> What's that better I want. Than this? Nothing. We're going to so make millions. So that happens, and that's just that's just one of the memories that stands out for this film is that, and how badly I would have liked to have one of those lollipops that would make me fly. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, nowadays. This movie's not going to hold up as well. Although a lot of the effects, in my opinion, still look good. Like I said, they came after the Superman films. Hmm. So when Santa and the sleigh and the reindeer are flying across the sky, it doesn't look that bad. It looks just about as good or bad as the Superman films, however you want to take yeah. that. Yeah. But it's still like... It, it gets it got horrible reviews, which mm. I really wasn't expecting. Like I think it has like a eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes and like a one star on IMDb. Or some no, it's crazy five point nine on IMDb. Oh really? We, that's you still said bad. that this 5. is 5. it's available 5. on 5. Netflix. 3. You say it is. Mm-hmm. It is, and don't you know? Don't go into it expecting the greatest Christmas film ever because there's a lot of there's a reason why neither of you had heard of this film, right? Because it's not one of the best, better ones made. But for the time period of which I saw it in, it was still magical. And it's still magical now. I mean, I just had that a lot of nostalgia just kind of watching it. And um, there was a... I wanted to see who played the little girl in the film because I could have sworn she grew up to be someone relevant. But I didn't get a chance to look it up. And it's not really that important, but I I just thought of that. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about it. Um, If you haven't seen it, I think it's definitely worth... Of viewing because it's not it's not a horrible film at all I mean yeah. it, you know if you've never seen it I think it's cool and it's worth the watch at least once uh, just to try to get you another little Christmas film fix in there if you haven't because I hadn't I hadn't watched any Christmas films at all this season uh, for shame I'm just not a huge fan of Christmas films I guess I don't know Die Hard Lethal <laughs> Weapon I haven't watched films. yeah Home apparently. Alone did you watch Home Alone at all? I haven't but uh, I will be watching a Christmas story because, of course, that they air that like twenty four hours what in about a row. The on TNT. <laughs> uh, I'll be skipping that one. Yeah, so I'll be okay. skipping the sequel. Which don't even get me started on that. <laughs> that just looks horrible. Uh, but yeah, so if you haven't had a chance to check out Santa Claus the movie and you just want to get a bonus little Christmas film in there that kind of has a different angle and approach to it in some ways, it's on Netflix right now. So you should go check it out. Okay, on that note, hmm. we're going to move on along to a preview review where we're going to have a Already? film yeah, uh, called What She Wants for Christmas, which I've what not heard of. What She Wants oh. for Christmas. Well, So what does she want for Christmas? What does she want? Once she Is it another baby? No? No, probably not. No. Okay. Is this based off of the, uh, the Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas? Why Is not? you Sure. Uh, what she wants for Christmas is available right now for VOD. Uh, I don't think it's going to theaters. Oh, that's um, always a good sign. Look so at that's the always good. You, that's right. That's why I brought this <laughs> up. Because this is more of a personal note to us, but I think you guys will be able to enjoy this. Uh, the director is someone we know, Jason yeah, Hewitt. Yeah. Um, whether or not we know him fondly or not, we don't really know him. Is to be. We know of him, and we've worked with him. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's directed a movie called What She Wants for Christmas, and I thought the trailer needed to be reviewed <laughs> okay. by you guys. So, Fair do enough. we have a, uh, some kind of synopsis? Yes. Uh, Ten-year ab- 
a 10-year-old Abigail has written to the North Pole and asked... Put this webpage to <laughs> And has asked... That is the longest okay. synopsis I've ever wow. seen. Wow. Yeah, jeez. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Stay with me. All right. Stay with me. Ten-year-old Abigail has written to the North Pole and asked for something very Get special some this year. <laughs> something she has kept secret from her mother. Capitalist. She wants her to be dead. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, while her mother sleeps, Abigail hides in her living room, waiting to make sure that Santa delivers the correct goods. Mm-hmm. But when Abigail sees that he hasn't included her special gift, she pulls the trigger and, and activates oh. the backup plan. Oh, goodness. With an elaborate set of la- booby, booby traps, traps. He, she alone. captures St. Nick himself. That's right. Determined not to point. let him go until he provides the right present, Santa panics and calls for backup. His faithful friend, an elf, Tinsley, answers the call and sets off to discover what Abigail really wants before it's too late. Why wouldn't he know what she really wanted? Uh, the letter got lost <sighs> in the mail, In the possibly. meantime, Abigail's best friend, Muzi, has discovered Santa's been kidnapped and devises her own plan to rescue the famous man in red and white. This is just getting way too complicated, people. Keep going, keep going. Throughout the evening of escapades, we learn that Abigail and Santa have more in common than meets the eye. Uh-oh, it's her father. I'm just making that up, but who knows, it might be true. And that this mysterious gift holds all the clues to the meaning of their relationship. Will she get what she wants, or will Christmas be ruined with Santa held captive? This hilarious, not really, and heartwarming, probably not, story reveals that the little bit of hope, determination, and some Christmas magic can make everyone's wishes come true. Wow. I'm getting better at reading things. Could you repeat that? (laughs) You mind repeating that? Uh, Basically, Abigail's a bitch. (laughs) She doesn't get what she wants and decides to torture Santa until she does. Yes. So. Oh, man. This comes from uh, fourth-time director Jason Hewitt. Sure. Directed Mm -hmm. Blood Out first. Uh, That was was the one that I've worked with him on. Okay. That was Me as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Blood Out. Blood Out with Val Kilmer. Although and I never Goss. got an IMDb credit, but someone's going to get cussed out for that. But that's mm-hmm. besides the point. <laughs> well, you got you got some it's IMDb Christmas. credits for Sigilly Films. Yeah, I, I don't want the credit. <laughs> I don't want that staining my my IMDb. Hey, this face. guy worked on Blood Out. Yeah, yeah. let's not hire yeah, him. It gets credited for being a video, <laughs> but not a film. That's great. Anyways. And uh, measure the face, switching the script, you know, all that stuff you've heard of, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm just repeating all that. Oh, I worked, I didn't work with him, but I was in the open road and didn't know he was involved in that. All right. So, all right. So, what do you guys say? <laughs> I know what Tim's going to say. And I'm pretty sure what Yeah, Tim's I mean, say based well. on everything I know about, uh, you know, the director, and then reading the synopsis for the storyline, and then, like, ugh, I mean, obviously it's going to be a trailer failure. Mm. Uh, but it, maybe not, obviously. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe somehow he pulls uh, a reindeer out of his butt, <laughs> and he produces the greatest Christmas movie of all time, even if it does involve waterboarding Santa Claus. There you go. Uh, trailer failure. Yeah, <laughs> in um, short, we're doing a podcast. Just, yeah, it's it's. There's just really nothing that's going to lead me to believe that this is going to be that great of a trailer. Sure. Um, I really hope I'm wrong about that. Yeah, you want to believe? I do. Just like how you want to believe in like Christmas. That's right. All right. So uh, the trailer with probably bad audio uh, <laughs> for what you—that's not his fault. 
That's, that's my computer's fault. Okay. <laughs> what she wants for Christmas. You could have still blamed it on the movie. And I blame Jason Hewitt. No, I'm kidding. Think Santa's gonna give you all you asked for? Guess so. And, and that's another reason why it's a trail failure. Oh, Child he put, actors. He put his daughter in. Ugh. That's the other thing. It starts with a little, little Lily. girl. My name is Abigail voiceover Winter, too. but you oh, yeah. already. You, Santa Claus. And Santa Charlie looks like he has a fake beard. They couldn't get a real old guy with a beard. With a nope. little plan. The instructions I sent you were not followed one bit, despite the fact that I have tried my very best to stay on your nice list all year. Tonight doesn't count. And a whole lot of wishing. You did get my letter, didn't you? Of course. And I can tell that you want this gift very badly. We're I've all excellent this for actors. A long time. <laughs> what about your mother? Won't she be angry about this? She works so much when she hits that bed, she's out like a light. Works a lot, really. To remind us. I am reading this script right off the page. Like a light. <laughs> How'd you get so I've seen her. You're Santa Claus. It's I'm up sure to you have. to get this done. That Christmas time is something to believe in. Wow. Oh really good voiceover. <laughs> drive out there with you and get the puppies. And then I'll show back up here tomorrow with it. And that's what she wants for Christmas. And I'll be dead of the year. Well, you are some, some, some sort of saint. So it is See, her father. Yeah, dressed yeah. as well, Santa I, Claus. Yeah, I picked up on that. Breaking so into his mother's talking. house. Breaking into his mother's <laughs> house. I'm sure there was a restraining her, order her involved. Yeah. And, uh... So he had to break it. Why did y'all to get a divorce? He kept breaking into the house. <laughs> I mean, I always lose my key. Door at the he always loses his keys, so he's Christian just really used to breaking his last name's keys. Denise Booty. Booty. Jackie Long. And Lily Hewitt. What she wants for Christmas. Uh, my audio held up. So I'm wondering why some of the words were not capitalized in that last... <laughs> I, I don't know. Because it's... Um, <laughs> it's garbage. It's garbage. Okay, I'm gonna say teaser blazer. <laughs> no, you're not. Really? Yeah. No, no, I will. But, but <laughs> no, no, no. But see, listen. I'm but it's bullshit. no. You know what I'm gonna say? It's, <laughs> was it the editing, the voice acting, the <laughs> no, acting? You know I'm gonna do, do something that has never been the done before on on, on Geekados. Yeah. And I'm gonna call it a teaser failure. So I'm gonna come. I'm gonna combine them both because they were good. You're ruining Christmas. You, you know that, right? <laughs> you do realize because of the wording, you're not combining them both. You're still saying it's a failure. No, well, I'm trying to be creative here. Okay. And say that there are things a, I liked about that. Please, failure. Did. First of all, I didn't. I, the actual scenes themselves weren't mm. bad. What was okay. bad about it was the voiceovers. Yeah. And the cheesy look oh, of look. the title. Look at the edited by. Matt, right. Matt Hathcock, I just noticed it. I didn't know he worked on that. Now <laughs> that we is feel, a friend of ours. How do you feel about it I now? I still feel good about it. <laughs> He's got to know that's garbage. <laughs> Matt, I mean, I think Kara listened to it. That's his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. garbage. It's garbage. Matt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Give me a call. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Trailer Failure. Anybody that wants to dispute that can me meet me this. out uh, in the street. Yeah, I didn't think the, the, the actual... Acting scenes and stuff didn't look bad. It, it looked like a regular, you know, modest budget Christmas film to me. You know, I would much rather them do stuff like this than put out action films where they clearly don't really have the budget to make. Sure. So make something like this that doesn't really require that much of a budget, and then you'll get a better product. And I feel like this looks better than other things that I've The seen. Christmas spirit has touched Tim so much that as a gift... <laughs> 
to this film, he is giving it a positive recommendation. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's like on the borderline of being a trailer failure. Though. Okay. But it, it the budget's just, so low that I think they'll be able to make money off of this. That's what he's saying. <laughs> it just makes the the teaser pleaser for me. Just makes it. Yeah. I'm wow. Okay. How about that? Unprecedented. Nah, I like everybody. You're usually involved. so ruthless. It's... Are you? I don't know. I kind of like know. the premise of it too. Sure. Like, that the little girl really thinks it's Santa Claus, but it's really her dad, and he's kind of playing along. Like I, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning, you actually thought that that was supposed to really be Santa Claus. Yes. But then you find out, wait, it's her dad, and that kind of adds an interesting uh, twist to it. <sighs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> Well, I see he's not using the same DP. Teddy Smith, I don't know who that so is. So this is, you said this is uh, available for video on demand. Yes, currently available. It was available since uh, December 1st. Mm-hmm. So go out and buy this to help out our friends at, well, they go under Throne Productions for this, but yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it was them, but it was, what the hell? They didn't even put their name on it. Okay, well, <laughs> support our friends Jason Hewitt, uh, Matt Hathcox, Lisa Marie Dupree. Who else do I know on this list? I have to say that... I'm still giving a negative. I can't help it. <laughs> I have to say that I, I don't understand why there are still voiceovers in trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, they they just always sound cheesy. In a world. Like, they don't, you know... It's where not, a little girl wants her father for Christmas. Santa Claus can't deliver it because he is her father. Like, they never actually sound good now. Yeah. And that was just... That was yeah. one of the worst things about this trailer was that. Sure. Like, had it not been that... Had that not been there and it just been, like, the text... But not... But even even the text wasn't by somebody. good either. You know, that got approved by... Potentially one of these people that we're mentioning. Sure, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. So if they put out this product, what's that? I mean, what's to say the whole movie doesn't feel like that? It's true. It's true. I want to jingle the bells. Go for it. That's why they're there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was interesting. Yep. Big guy's daughter in a movie trying to get that career launched. You know. What his daughter's career? His daughter's career. Yeah. Child acting career? Child acting. Hey, money in that. Nobody likes child actors. all about the money. Anyways, so that's it for uh, this. The sooner she becomes an actor, the, the sooner she becomes a drug addict. 2012. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> You're better okay. than this, Jason okay. Hewitt and everyone else involved. You're better than this. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, uh, I think we're going to go to hand over to Steven so he can kick off this. This game review that has nothing to do with Christmas, but we're gonna somehow <laughs> we're gonna somehow make it fit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start drinking before we record. <laughs> it'll spike, make everything spiked eggnog. It'll make everything more. Oh, I haven't had any eggnog. My father makes homemade eggnog, and it is the greatest thing ever. I need to get his recipe. Well, unless you're gonna bring us some, what like are you he, us? I mean, all I know is he it involves a big pot. Uh, milk, cream, eggs. I don't know what he puts in it, but it is one of my favorite things about Christmas is getting some of his eggnog. There we go. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so the game I'm talking about here is uh, Animal Crossing. Now, technically, I'm talking about Animal Crossing as a whole series and not necessarily a singular game. I'm going to put the bells down. Sure. Probably wise. <laughs> probably in lost many listeners. Uh, 
But the series, uh, Nintendo uh, produced, uh, developed by Hell Laboratories, started back in 2001 for the Nintendo 64. It has since had an iteration on all of their systems. Uh, nah, I don't no, hear nobody that. Oh, so there is a Christmas me. version? Well, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has come out uh, worldwide on the GameCube, the uh, DS, the Wii, and there's a 3DS version that will be released next year. It's already out in Japan, and I'm very much looking forward to get it, as I have owned every other version of this game. Uh, so, the basic premise of Animal Crossing is you have a little character, and he lives in this town. Uh, and the game takes place in real time. And by what I mean by that is, when you start the game, you put in the date and the time. And depending on when you're playing it is when it's actually taking place in the game. Ain't nobody got time for that. And they go through all of the seasons and all of the holidays. So, yes, if you are playing Animal Crossing right now, it is Christmas time in the game. Yeah. There are probably lights on the trees. Uh, oh, that's cool. And you'll be getting presents at some point on the 24th. I don't think they actually do it on Christmas right, that Day. Little, sorry, that little mumbling that they do there is pretty annoying. Okay, yeah, that's their uh, animalese. That's, they, they, that's, they don't do real voice acting. They talk in animalese. <laughs> Uh, the game has no actual, uh, like, end goal. There are things you can do, items to collect. Uh, there's the museum that you can fill with uh, paintings and bugs and fish and dinosaur fossils and stuff. Uh, that'll keep you playing for a very long time. Just because, uh, because of the premise of the whole real-time uh, date thing. Uh, certain things are only available at certain times of the year. So the only way to truly finish this game considering it can't really be finished uh would be to play every day for a whole year which nobody has time for that nope. of course uh but because of the way the game is set up it technically and theoretically could last forever um as joy villagers uh as hundreds of villagers are available to move in and out of your village you can make friendships you can have other people that you know uh that you know have characters in your town uh, now there's even on whole uh, online component where you can just visit other people uh, on the internet, and it's very much just like a, like a Sims slash Second Life type game, where it, you just create a character and that's it. He just lives his life. You know, you log on, you figure out what do you want to do today. You go shopping, make a little money, plant some trees. I mean, it all sounds very boring it's and stupid, no but it, it is it is captivating once you're actually playing I mean, the game. It, yeah, it sounds like that, but these games, people buy them. You know, yeah. people buy The Sims. They keep making a new one like every year. So uh, I tried playing The Sims mm -hmm. once. I got kind of bored with it pretty mm -hmm. quickly. But uh, I, I could, just like I making the, the house. There. Yeah, I could, I could see how that would be fun. And uh, I will say with every iteration, they add more features to it. Uh, all up to the newest version on the 3DS, which, like I say, it is out in Japan. It's not out in the States or, or in Europe yet. Uh, there's so much you can do. Uh, there's already, like, thousands of pieces of furniture that you can put in your house. But now there's, like, full customization on, like, every single aspect of the furniture and clothes. You can literally make your own patterns, drawing them out on the touchscreen. Uh, there's a bunch of different shops. Your house can be upgraded to be like a huge mansion and each room you can design your own way. Uh, like I said, there's the museum that can be filled up with all kinds of things to collect. They give you a lot to do in the game. Um, and of course there's a, 
like an economy in the game. So, you know, you have to do things to make money in order to buy everything for upgrades and collections and all that. So it, if you want to literally do everything in the game, it would take you a very, very long time, especially when it comes to the fact that certain things only happen during certain times of the year. Uh, there are events that take place uh, other than holidays. There are tournaments, like fishing tournaments, and uh, you can, of course, you could go fishing. You can c- catch bugs. I don't know. There's a lot to do in the <laughs> game, and it all sounds very like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> I, I go fishing for you, real. I, I, I catch well, <laughs> bugs for real. <laughs> because maybe you don't want to leave your house. <laughs> True. All I know is uh, I've pl- I've played every version of this game because I really like Animal Crossing, and you know it has a holiday Why is it aspect Animal to Crossing? it. I don't know. Well, it's called Animal Forest in Japan, right. and obviously it's kind of like a foresty village, and you're all of the other residents are animals. Uh, uh, you're the only actual human in the village. Uh, and they all have, they're all different characters with different personalities. And everything about the game is randomized when you start. So the layout of your town uh, and the villagers that are in your town are completely random. The, uh, the town layout is literally randomized. The villagers, I think there's a couple hundred and they randomly pick like three or four to start you off with. Uh, <clears throat> the items that, are sh- that show up in the shops every day are completely random, which is, of course, what would make so... What would make it so long for you to collect everything? You'd be so, a criminal. You can't something? technically break any laws. Uh, I mean, they—they they, it's not Grand Theft Auto. You can't—you <laughs> can't hurt anyone. That's right. what I'm waiting on, though. I'm waiting on that game that's like Grand Theft Auto, but it's like The Sims. Yeah, like they just combine them together and make this epic game where you could just do whatever you want in it. Well, you know what? You might be in <laughs> luck because uh, Rockstar has uh, gone on record saying. That eventually, obviously it won't be in the newest Grand Theft Auto, which they've already announced. But they've said on record eventually they want to make a Grand Theft Auto game that has every city in one game. Mm -hmm. And Mm. just make like a Grand Theft Auto world where you can just travel to the different cities and just do all kinds of crazy. I mean, if they actually could pull that off, that would be pretty incredible. Next gen stuff for sure. Um, So hey, you know, maybe you will get your wish one day and they'll have exactly that. By then, Watch Dogs will be out, and I'll be playing that. Yeah, that's and right. And yes, I'm doing the Hulk Hogan <laughs> arms thing right now for some well, it's reason. It's good to see you haven't right. forgotten about Watch Dogs. Yeah, it's weird. Because like, uh, it's probably still it's probably still a ways away. I remember that. Yeah, on the Xbox 720. Yeah, it's probably still a ways <laughs> away. But uh, but hey, if if you I don't know, maybe if you just want uh, a more relaxing, laid back game that you don't really have to worry about them stressing you out over anything, and you just wanna you know, cross some animals. <laughs> you can play Animal Crossing like me. I mean, I don't know. The game is very hard to describe, like, the appeal of it. It's one of those things to where you just kind of have to play it and, like, in order to really understand what makes it so fun, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. It's just one of those things to pass your time. Like, it really is. It's one of the, it's the type of game where you're not going to sit down for, like, three hours and have, like, a gaming marathon. You're going to turn it, <clears throat> you're going to turn it on every day for, like, 10 minutes and like you know do something like collect one thing and then this you belongs know, on the iphone come back to it the next or day like that belongs on a handheld if you can only play it for well 10 minutes. the newest like i said it's it's been out on the uh the gamecube the ds well, which is a handheld and the wii and the newest version the 3ds uh version uh which is called animal crossing jump out 
Not available yet, but that is a handheld. And of course, with Nintendo's current, uh, all of their first party titles will uh, be available for download on first day, as well as available in retail stores. Technically, you could just have it downloaded onto your handheld and every now and then just jump into it and not really have to worry about, you know, fishing it out of your game collection. And this game really, I feel, would benefit the most from that just because of the type of game that it is. You know, just downloading it and just having it there always available. I can see the potential of that because mm-hmm. right now I'm in, I'm in like this dry spell to where I haven't played a game in forever. I don't have anything new to play so I've had a game like this that I can kind of just pick up and keep playing and keep progressing yeah. for those dry spells. I can see yeah. that that'd be kind of cool. I mean, this really is one of those games to where, like, come back to it a month later and you'll be like, oh, hey, I forgot about this. Let me collect more uh, furniture from my house. You know, like, <laughs> it's just one of those games where it's just you can put it down and come back to it later and, you know, just pick up where you left off. I mean, it is kind of a... <clears throat> I mean, obviously, technically, it is not infinite, as, you know, they can only put so much on the, in the game, like, programming-wise. Um, but it is one of those games to where there's literally so much that you can do uh, over the, you know, years that you're playing or whatever. And time passes in real time, like I said, that you could, li- you could like, put it down for a while and then come back to it and, and you know, not do the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Seasonal. Thing. Yeah. But, uh... I love Animal Crossing personally. I recommend it, especially to maybe someone that's not like super hardcore into games, maybe a kid, a girlfriend or a wife, or just somebody who likes Sims type games or something more laid back. I mean, you know, obviously if you want to run around and shoot people, this isn't the game for you, but mm-hmm. but you know, maybe you want This is like the uh, the peaceful diversion between shooting people, you know? Sure, sure. I would imagine, well, if, you, if I bought this game now, yeah. like, would it be 60 bucks? Or is this one of those games that when it comes out, it's kind of like 35 and that's how much it costs, you know? I will say, no, I will say when it first comes out, uh, it's never been 60, but only because of, like, on the GameCube and the Wii, the games were only 50, and the DS and the 3DS version are only going to be 30 to $40, like, new. Yeah, see, I kind of get that impression that this is the kind of game where, like, it's never as expensive as... no other games no and uh obviously like if you just want to wait a while for the price to drop it will also mm-hmm. um this is not a 60 dollars game but then it's never cost 60 dollars uh i like i said i'm looking forward to the 3ds version i'm gonna when they finally give us a release date in the states i will pre-order it but it's only going to be like 30 to 35 dollars anyway cool yeah so i say check out animal crossing to see if it's something you would want to try sure why not? Yeah. Uh, test it out and it could be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. You know? You never know. You never know. <laughs> okay. Well, at this point, we're going to go on to the wrap up. Like Ra- presents. Ra- oh. Like Santa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Huh? You'll listen back to this episode in a week and you'll be like, oh, I get it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, um, well, our next show is going to be in the year 2013. If the year 2013 comes. Right. Because the world could still end. We still have like two hours as of Who this knows? recording. Maybe it'll happen on New Year's <laughs> Eve or something instead. Yeah. <laughs> so this may be our last show ever. Who knows? But uh, in the uh, event that I it's I still not- say maybe it's a slow end. 
and the mm. start of the end of the world has happened, but it's still going to take a couple years before we we notice the reverberations. Right. A couple <laughs> years like the year 4060. Yeah, it might take a couple couple years, couple million. <laughs> the world will end sometime between now and 6 billion years from now. Well, I'll tell you what, in the event, uh-huh. just in case the world does end, let's say, you know, on New Year's Eve or something like mm-hmm. that, I'm not going to pick anything at this point in time to review for the next episode. Okay. It has nothing to do with the fact that I just didn't prepare anything. Uh-huh. Right, right. I'm just right. not going to talk about it because we may not actually get a chance to record it. Sure. I think that makes sense, right? Sure. We could have an apocalypse episode. We could talk about <laughs> uh, movies. Our favorite destructive movies. We could movies. talk about post-apocalyptic movies and games. We could do that. We could do that. That could work. Let's do that. All right. That's Tune our in theme. for the next uh, episode <laughs> of Geekly Dose, where we'll be talking about our favorite post-apocalyptic themed movies and video games. Sure. We can do that. Yeah. Sure. Matter of fact, I think I know one right now I'd like hey, to talk about. I can name a couple. Video yeah. games, movies, they're always post-apocalyptic. <laughs> Come on. When was the last time you well, played a video game? some of them are pre-apocalyptic, too. <laughs> yeah. Some of them, the apocalypse happens in the game. You never hear about that. You never hear about the games that take place during the apocalypse. This is true. It's always post, isn't it? Because <laughs> it'd be a very short game, wouldn't it? It's like the apocalypse happens and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hey, there's your premise. That's our premise for the next episode right there. You look forward to some pre, during, and post-apocalyptic movies, games, etc. All right. Maybe even some TV shows. I don't know. Hey. That'll be the theme. That'll be the If theme. we're still here to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Which we won't be. We'll be all dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> it's like, well, that's rap, guys. A good episode. And then the world explodes. <laughs> like, oh, damn it. So I How did I live long <laughs> enough to say damn it? Just want to remind everyone about our uh, contest. Uh, which you might be thinking now, but why should I enter the contest if the world's going to end? Well, it might not. Yeah. So go ahead and take a chance and enter it anyway. Remember. Just because the world ends doesn't mean you'll specifically die and lose power to your house. That's right. There are always survivors. There are always survivors. You'll, you you right? might still be able to play this game. Yes. So in the event that <laughs> you that'll can, be the first thing on your mind. <laughs> That's right. In the event that you can, once again, we're looking for an idea for a new segment uh, to replace the comic segment. So keep it geek themed, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but try to come up with something a little more creative for us. If you want to come up with a name for it too, that'd be cool. And we're going to pick the best one and then you will win a copy of Need for Speed Most Wanted, brand new for whatever console that you want. <laughs> and I will say when we pick the best one, it's not just going to be, well, you have the best one, here's the game. We'll actually do it at least once the segment on the show. It's not just, we're not just going <laughs> to pick it and then forget about it. No, no I mean, we'll, we'll probably do it every episode. Yeah, hey, why not? <laughs> I mean, at least for a while, as long as it's something that's reasonable. Sure. Um, so just go ahead and send in your suggestions and uh, you can send in more than one also if you want. Point is, is that we're just going to try to find something good to put in there. Uh, so once again, send us an email at geeklydose at gmail.com with those suggestions. Okay. And on that note, um, there's also, of course, we are a part of the Awesome Podcast Network, which you can like at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. As I mentioned earlier, there's another podcast on that network, 80s Revisited. Uh, take a blast to the past with 80s Revisited, where they talk about 80s movies, TV shows. I think they're going to start including in there now. Uh, and all kinds of fun trivia and things that um, were relevant to that period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Duo Attack is on hiatus 
for the yep. moment. Uh, but Go that is normally <laughs> right. There's normally a, a Hero Clicks podcast called Duo Attack, which you can still find so on <laughs> iTunes <laughs> and Stitcher.com. Uh, but yes, once again, The Pursuit of Red X, our brand new film that's screening on December 28th in Baton Rouge. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. If you want to show us some support and love for that, I forgot to mention this earlier, but there's actually a website also. Uh, it's redxmovie.blogspot.com. So if you go there, you can see the trailer as well as some uh, exclusive clips from the film, some extra things, some goodies on there for press you to check kit out. If you're involved in that kind of thing, yes, press kit on there if you are involved in that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, once again, my name is Tim Bridgewater, so you can find me on Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater 2. Please follow me on Twitter at Tim Bridgewater 1. And if you want to follow the podcast, uh, you can follow us at Awesome Podcast with an S. Yes, and of course, Stephen Ocentelli. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Ocentelli. And if you follow uh, the Awesome Podcast Network on Facebook, I mentioned that I created a little comic strip called Real Super. And uh, every now and then I'm going to put a little... Uh, comic strip on the Facebook page. How many times have you done that? I've done it once so far. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Which is why I said every now mix. and then. <laughs> Just making sure I didn't miss I was going to put another one up like right before <laughs> it's be once recording this episode. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take that long. Uh, I already know which the next one is going to be. I'll, in fact, I promise uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, there will be another strip up on the Facebook page. Right, uh, and like I said, follow me on Twitter at Steve Nosentelli. Uh The Real Super will return next year with simply a hiatus. Uh, while I sort down a couple of uh, financial slash uh, web hosting issues that I was having. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until then, you can always listen to me here. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, well, I think that about does it for our 30th episode Christmas Geektacular. Yay! Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope everyone out there uh, is safe through the new year and has a very happy holiday season sure and uh please just everyone once again just be safe we want we want you back here in the new year to listen to us okay Okay. we'll try to do the same so till next time for geekly dose i'm tim bridgewater steven nocentelli jesse sedgley thank you guys and see you in 2013 happy holidays
this show and more at the awesome podcast network's facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network and follow us on twitter at awesome podcasts